It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Warriors. This is Grant Liffman. And I'm Drew Schiller. And uh, we are here to talk to you about the Warriors five days a week. That is correct. And uh, Grant, it's early in the morning here. It's Friday morning. I know. We're not doing it at night. We're doing it in the morning. How how about that? Well, to be honest, there wasn't much news in the NBA world yesterday, but there was a little bit. There was a little bit. And uh, I think we're going to go ahead and start off with uh, some comments that were made uh, by Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum of the Portland Trailblazers uh, on Wednesday uh Joe Freeman of the Oregonian posted a story uh, after speaking with Damian Lillard uh, and McCollum at a basketball camp, and essentially we have you know we have seen that both Lillard and McCollum are trying to recruit Carmelo Anthony to the Blazers because they know that he wants out of New York, and essentially Lillard was just asked about you know how are you guys recruiting. Anthony, what have you uh, been saying to him? And they, Lillard was asked, how would Carmelo help the Blazers? And Lillard's answer was, he's Carmelo Anthony. You add another guy that can go out there and score 50. Over the last decade, he's been one of the best players in the league. Playing against him, you know he's a cerebral player. He's smart. I can only imagine what it would be like having him isoing on one side and CJ in a corner and me on the opposite wing and Nurk I can only imagine how hard it would be to guard us when it's already hard to guard us. We can compete with anybody in the West, but I think when you get to those teams like Golden State, if we happen to run into them in a playoff situation now, we getting in the paint. And if they want to help off someone like Melo, good luck. Hmm. Well, <laughs> That's your before, reaction, just a nice little yeah, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before, before we even get into Draymond's comment about it, um, what are your thoughts on that? Because for me, I find it very interesting, even in today's game, that he thinks it's a good thing that Melo's ISO. Like I he, know. Like he, I thought that was very odd for someone to say in today's game. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, especially with the Blazers, who their offense, they are just in constant motion. Right. As we, as we talked about during the playoff series, the uh, Lillard and McCollum were like, two of the top three in terms of 
distance traveled during a game because they right in the half court they are just always coming off of those high flare screens and they move around a ton and that is not what Carmelo Anthony wants to do yeah absolutely and then if you think about on the defensive end obviously he was just talking about on offense but Carmelo Anthony is not a good defender. And I guess when he tries, he can be okay, but uh, effort is one of the problems with him on defense. And Effort when he tries. This is the NBA. What is going on? Am I, am I wrong? No. I'm just saying that's kind of sad and crazy that you're talking about a guy who you were questioning his effort level on the defensive end. That's just right. kind of nuts. No, 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 no. Exactly. So... I don't know. I, I, it's already an issue. I know the Blazers played better defense at the end of the year last year with Nurkic in there, but I truly believe not only is Carmelo going to make you worse defensively, but against a Warriors team, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't push you forward at all because defensively you just took a step backwards. Well, it also depends on what they would have to give up to get Carmelo. That's the, true. The, I mean, I, there's been reports that uh, Carmelo is absolutely trying to push for a trade to Houston. He does. He apparently his number one choice is to go to the Rockets, not to go right. to the Cavs. He has a no trade clause, so he has to waive it. And um, and the has, trade kicker apparently he's willing to waive the seven million dollar trade kicker. Right, and he reportedly has no interest to waive the no trade clause to go to Portland. Now McCollum was also asked about adding Carmelo. And he thinks that if Carmelo ends up in Portland, that, uh, and this is his quote, I think we're top three in the West easy. All right, now say Draymond's comment. Okay. So uh, Bleacher Report sent out a, uh, a notification with a, with a headline of, Dame Lillard tells Warriors good luck if Blazers get Melo, which is a little bit of a stretch in terms of what Car- uh, what Lillard actually said. I mean, he yeah. was he was talking about specific offensive sets and how he thinks that it'd be very difficult uh, for uh, the Warriors to defend that. And so, Dame- so Draymond uh, on Instagram puts out five laughing face emojis with the uh, caption, give it a break, Damian Lillard. <laughs> and then, of course, there was some some blog tweeted out the headline, and Lillard quote tweeted it, SMH, shaking my head, because he certainly believes that they took some liberties with the headline. And and I, I agree. I mean, obviously, we live in a world in which people are trying to uh, clickbait and they're trying to get people interested in an article and think that that was a little bit of a stretch to go with that headline. Yeah, I agree. And from what we know of Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum, they, they seem like they have a pretty good head on their shoulders. And in the past, they've been pretty realistic about the Warriors. Now, Dame did say last year they got him stuck in another situation last year where they were like, all right, what do you predict for the Blazers against the Warriors? And I think he yeah. said Blazers in six. It was totally tongue-in-cheek. Right. He kind of had a smile on his face. And it's like, what, what, else, what else is the guy supposed to say? Like, know. You, you know, either he made a joke and it got turned into a headline, or he says, um, well, you know, it's going to be a tough series. We'll see. I can't predict. You know, it's like, let the guy have some fun. I or know. let him talk anyway. I know. You know? 
But hey, talk about some fun. Today's pod is brought to you by Frigo. Did you know that, Drew? I did know that. I was waiting okay. for us to talk about how fun it is to wear them. <laughs> well, it is the underwear you wear. Now, the uh, place to get it is on the website iwearfrigo.com. That's I W E A R F R I G O.com. Investors of Frigo include Carmelo Anthony. The, hey, man, perfect. You're uh, must be burning. Yeah, Timbaland and 50 Cent. And um, the Frigo Zone is part of Frigo's underwear, which is the patented adjustable pouch, which is customizable to your body. And uh, Drew, you know, you and I loved it in Vegas because oh. uh, we, uh, we needed it when it was 110 degrees out there. Now, um, it's available also, besides the website, in Neiman Marcus and Bloomingdale's. And the listeners of this pod get 20 pi- 25, not what's 20 pie, 25% <laughs> off with the promo code WARRIORS with a capital W. Now, if you need me to spell WARRIORS, I think we have a bigger issue. And uh, I, do you think I need to spell it, Drew? I don't think you need to, but I do think that people need to go to that website or go into Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus and get themselves some Frigo because it is uh, about to get very warm here in the Bay Area. And I'm <laughs> yeah. sure that most of our listeners are here in the Bay Area. So get on those yep. Frigo. Because the mesh is moisture wicking and breathable, perfect for travel and working out. Drew and I played some basketball last night. I could have used that. Yes, and um, my body's a little bit sore this morning. I am too. Yeah, I am too. We're getting older. Yes, we are, and it's not not the most fun thing. Yeah, talking about getting older, Ian Clark. You know what a segue. Thank you. He's not that young of a guy anymore. You know, he's been around the league. What is his fourth year coming up? You want to know, know how old he is? Please. He. I actually looked this up yesterday. He, I believe, is 26 years old. I was going to guess 27. He is 20, He turned 26 on March 7th. Okay. So, you know, for him, you'd hope he gets a contract soon. But obviously, as we spoke many times before, the market's kind of drying up. He's not to get the, getting the contract that a lot of people assumed he would. Um, you know, I think the Warriors kind of assumed he would get a bigger contract, so they kind of figured he wasn't going to be part of their plans this next season. And I think they went about thinking like that. Now, if they had known he was going to wait this long and probably not get a big contract, he may be a part of, you know, been part of their plans this season. I agree. Now, the reason you bring up Ian Clark and speaking of getting older is because uh, a report came out late yesterday, uh, Thursday afternoon, from Brad Turner of the Los Angeles Times, who reported that the Lakers have shown interest in Ian Clark and, in fact, uh, met with Clark on Thursday in Los Angeles. This, this of course, came out after there were uh, reports that Derrick Rose was meeting with the Lakers. So I, I love the Ian Clark to Lakers rumor. I think for him, it's the best fit out there. Yeah, you know, they lose D'Angelo Russell, but they bring in Lonzo Ball. Uh, Clark would would obviously be a guy who would come in off the bench and would give them a little scoring punch. He would get to stay in California. Um, At this point, I think Ian Clark will be happy wherever 
uh, he ends up. Yeah, uh, but there's familiarity on the coaching staff with Luke Walton. Yep. Um, I just I think on a team like the Lakers, he'll get you know they're not going to be a very winning team. I think he'll get some more burn on a team like that. Maybe show off a little bit of skills. Um, you obviously we as a Warriors uh, pod. We all know that the Lakers are happy to fire away threes uh, when the Warriors are playing them, and Ian Clark is definitely good at that. So I, I think it's a perfect fit for him. Obviously, the money is a big deal, uh, what they're going to pay him, but well, I like and, it. And speaking of the money, the Lakers have the ability to give Clark up to $4.3 million for one year, which right. would be the entire room mid-level exception. The Warriors can only give him the minimum of a little bit below 1.6. So the Lakers don't have to give him the entire 4.3. They could just give him a chunk of that. Now, it really is going to depend on Derrick Rose. Right now, it's the Lakers and the Cavs who are kind of uh, in a battle, I guess you could say, to land Derrick Rose. And if Rose ends up in Cleveland... I think it's probably likely that Ian Clark goes to the Lakers. But if Derrick Rose chooses the Lakers, then it just becomes a a head-scratcher in terms of where Ian Clark is going to finally go. And I don't think it's going to happen. But the Warriors do have an open roster spot, and if Clark has absolutely nowhere else to go, who knows? Maybe he ends up back in Golden State, but I, I highly doubt that happens. But I doubt that too. Just Don't you think the Cavs, the Cavs should make a push for Ian Clark? Yes, they they should. They they we know that they have brought in Jose Calderon and they have Kay Felder. But uh, if they could get Ian Clark on the minimum of about one point six, uh, I think get Warriors him in a corner shooting threes. You know, yeah, and he can be a little bit of a playmaker off the bench. I mean, he's not just a right. shooter. I mean, he he's got a great little mid range game, some floaters, he and all does. that. He does. He really does. I wonder if Warriors fans would turn on Ian Clark quickly if he uh, <laughs> no, is wearing a I don't Cavs think so. uniform. Ian Clark is a champion. Well, yeah, that's, that's yeah all I mean. well said, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> that's all I had. I just I love the energy early here on a Friday morning. Oh yeah, coming in hot like Ian Clark takes, and then still we have no idea where Javale can end up. Yeah. I was thinking about JaVale on the Lakers, too, but I wonder if somebody old school like Magic Johnson doesn't like somebody like a JaVale McGee. This is completely my own opinion. I have no substance behind that. I just Stop moving feel... around over there. You're wiggling and there's some static. Oh, my goodness. I apologize. This early in the morning, I'm just stretching, you know? Um, I don't know. I just, I, I why would, why if... would Magic Johnson not like JaVale McGee? He played in the... Showtime, up and down, JaVale McGee, Duncan, catching lobs. <laughs> okay, got it. I don't know. I think I, I think Lakers would be a good fit personally for JaVale as well. But I don't know. I wonder where he's going to end up. A little Brooke Lopez, JaVale McGee front court? Okay. I, there's worse front courts than that. No, I, was, I wasn't uh, saying that, that you were silly for... Thinking that and, JaVale McGee would and, be good and, with Lakers. And I'm sorry to mention this again, but you give JaVale the minimum to go on the Cavs? Agreed. That like, would, be, that would give be, him a dimension, yes. They, they have no dimensions down low, and that is actually something that if LeBron drives in and gives a lob to JaVale, I think that would be really tough for the Warriors to defend. Yeah. 
But as we know, JaVale's not perfectly adept at guarding the threes. So that'd be tough for them as well. But he could be out there when Zaza's out there. Exactly. Uh, huh. Before we go, a couple other quick little nuggets to, to send your way. Steve Nash had a little interview with uh, Bleacher Report, and he kind of had some interesting comments about his role with the Warriors and how he um, doesn't actually watch every single Warriors game and outside of the Warriors doesn't watch a ton of NBA games. And it's almost as if he does it intentionally because he doesn't want to come from the same perspective of being a guy like a coach who's really in the weeds and you know has access to all of the little data. He almost just wants to be a guy who looks at it from kind of a bird's eye view. And uh, I thought it was, it was pretty insightful. Um, and one of the quotes from, from Nash was, I don't, know if, I don't know that I help at all, but I would think my value would be to help provide more of a clear-headed view from the outside. It's not like I have huge opinions, but I do have my point of view and perspective, and it's different because I'm not there. So what he means right. by not there is that he's you know pretty much only up in Oakland about once a month. He's there for a day or two. He goes to practice. He helps guys go through some workouts. And then he just probably talks to the coaching staff about macro-level things or some little things that he sees as opposed to you know diving deep into the analytics or deep into metrics. And, I mean, look, he's Steve Nash. He's a two-time MVP. He's one of the smartest players we've seen in the league in a long time. So I thought it was pretty interesting stuff from, uh, from the guy who I used to worship growing up. Oh, my God. I'm a huge Steve Nash fan. I, I actually think it's a very interesting point he makes because, first of all, he gets to come in and clearly just he works with a Kevin Durant and works on his balance, works on this and that. And, and it's not about what's Kevin Durant's doing in the game. It's literally just working on his game. So he doesn't need to think about the coaching part of it. And then second is he can come in and be like, well, we did this. I'm, you know, I always thought this, I, you know, I think this is effective for himself when he's talking to the coaches and doesn't need to, you know, uh, make it work for a Warriors game. He gets to just say his own thoughts and then the Warriors can take whatever he says and make it part of the Warriors game. So I think it's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, I mean, he, Steve Nash's title is a, he's a consultant. He, he's there to, to come in and provide, provide some knowledge, provide some expertise, provide Consultation, some, if you will. It, yeah, there you consultant's consultation. Yeah, well said. Yeah. So, Thanks. Um, yeah, and Nash, like you mentioned, Durant, he played an instrumental part in helping Durant through his rehab because right. it was the end of the season. The Warriors were obviously um, completely focused on just trying to secure the number one seed and winning games while Durant was just trying to get healthy uh, for the playoffs. And, and Nash was up there and played a big role in that. And Nash was uh, a big part of that still KD uh, documentary that they put together. So, um, yeah. yeah, interesting stuff from Nash. And then finally, uh, J.J. Redick had some pretty interesting comments about, yes. about leaving the Clippers. I know you like these comments. I do like these comments. Um, first of all, he so JJ Redick, who did have a, a podcast with the Vertical with Woj at Yahoo last summer, is now doing a podcast with uh, uninter- Uninterrupted, 
and it's called the Chronicles of Reddick podcast, which is actually a great title. And Reddick acknowledged that basically he knew he was not going back to the Clippers the summer of 2016 when the Clippers re-signed both Jamal Crawford and Austin Rivers at high dollar amounts because he knew that there was just no way they were going to bring back all of those guards because Reddick would have to get a lot of money. Um, he mentioned how Lawrence Frank basically called him and uh, on June 29th of this year to tell Reddick that the Clippers were not going to bring him back. He called it his breakup call. But the more interesting quote or comments that, that I took away from the podcast were when Maverick Carter, who is the CEO of Uninterrupted and LeBron James's uh, business manager, was acknowledging to Reddick that the Clippers over the last couple of years looked like a team that simply was never having fun and that they just always had bad body language and uh, anybody who watched the Clippers could see that they just weren't playing with a lot of joy. And Reddick, you know, he kind of, he kind of skirts it a little bit. He says that they were never able to quite put their finger on why they're, they just didn't play with a lot of fun. And um, in my opinion, that's pretty funny <laughs> because Chris Paul and Doc Rivers, I think, are the two reasons why the Clippers didn't play with a lot of joy. I, I know that is now, again, this is purely your opinion. Um, but you've said for a long time, and I've agreed with you, that you watch the game and the way Chris Paul plays, it's just not fun for another team. Now, it's not his way of, like, he gets the ball around, he gets people the ball, but it's more his just antics, his attitude throughout a game. It, 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 it doesn't breed chemistry. No, I mean, remember when, remember when DeAndre Jordan, for a couple of days, decided to join the Mavericks and reports came out that it was because he was sick and tired of Chris Paul just grading on him and that he's, right. just, he, he's just kind of a micromanaging like, mom or dad, and uh, that can wear on players. And you just don't see Chris Paul with a smile on his face when he's playing. He's one of the best point right. guards of all time. He, he can be really really fun to watch play basketball just if, if you just flip on a game I mean he's so smart he's such a great player he's, he's a great player but in today's day and age you look at the Warriors and how much fun they have and the bench and just how everyone goes nuts and there's just so much smiling and happiness and that's what Steve Kerr tries to preach all the time and it's just the complete opposite with Chris Paul and the Clippers, and it just you, you could you could just see it on on the players' faces. It, it just got it got to a point where it just wasn't working anymore for the Clippers, and uh, it was now, it, JJ yeah, Redick. Now, he was starting to hint at it, but but stopped. Part of it is I, I I'm assuming a lot of it is the frustration with injuries over time and just year after year, just feeling disappointed. Like that must catch up with you eventually for the Clippers. So you know we're, you're. I'm assuming you're not saying everything is Chris Paul or Doc Rivers. I think there's a lot of other factors that play into it. And then also, it'll be interesting to see how Chris Paul's dynamic works off the court, or at least just energy-wise or body language-wise with the Rockets, because we do know that you know James Harden tries for a lot of fouls and gets a lot of fouls, and um, you know he gets frustrated every now and then with the refs because he's always trying to get a foul. But a lot of times 
they actually do look like a team that plays a joy, enjoys the fast motion, and they're they're having a lot of fun out there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how Chris Paul's dynamic works with that. I I would have to assume that Chris Paul has done a lot of introspection and is yeah. kind of aware of this and right. is gonna probably adjust some when he gets to Houston and is gonna I agree. And is going to hopefully be a guy who who plays a little bit more loose and relaxed and and has fun out there. And well, you have to in the Dan Tony offense. You better be loose and re, uh, relaxed, or else you pull a Carmelo Anthony and get him fired. <laughs> exactly. And and finally, just your your point about uh, the Clippers and the injuries. Those injuries occurred the last two seasons, but go back to 2014 when they were in complete control of the Oklahoma City series and and kind of threw it away, and then, of course, blowing the 3-1 right. lead against the Rockets. So those first two years, it wasn't injuries. It was just them not figuring out a way to close series, and I think it was more that that kind of developed the, the, the culture of, of them stressing too much and almost trying right. too hard. But, yeah. And then the war is just dominating them in every way possible and just yes. making them their, you know. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That doesn't help. Um, anyway, thank you to Frigo, the underwish, underwear you wish you had uh, for sponsoring today's pod. And uh, Drew, you have a nice weekend. Yes. Um, Friday morning here. It's time, time to attack the day with an enthusiasm unknown to <laughs> mankind. Wow, I love it. All right, Good. everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Have a great weekend. We'll be back, and we'll talk to you on Monday morning. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.